37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal, and this is episode 101. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're hell old men now. I know. And what's funny is uh, in all the excitement of episode 100 and the beard and mustache comp this weekend and me trying to get my art finished up for that, we totally forgot to record an episode last week to post for this week. Whoopsies. Yeah. So this episode, guys, you will notice uh, probably quicker rather than later. It's a little bit different because this one is going to be quick and a little sloppy. That's what she said. (laughs) I'm not going to do any kind of edit whatsoever because it's almost 11 p.m. and I got to still press this puppy and send it to Mark. So Mark can then post it for all you beautiful people to shove in your ear holes on Wednesday. We also missed one, one other detail. What's that? You want to play Bloodstained. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's true. That's that's a sidebar there. I do want to try to beat uh, Bloodstain tonight. So, but yeah, in all of that excitement from episode one hundred, there's been a lot of stuff going on in this world that you may have missed. And by <laughs> God, <laughs> if we don't tell you about all the weird shit going on in your world, who will? Yeah, somebody's got to do it. It's a dirty the, job. The media. <laughs> the fake news. That's yeah. us pretty much. Uh, but yeah, so this episode is going to be short and heavy, and it's going to be all about current events. What's been going on in your world? <laughs> short and heavy, just like Steve's dick. Damn, oh. what up, Short, son? heavy, and hard to carry. Swag. Swag. Yeah. Swag. So uh, mm. it's, speaking of uh, current events, is there anything new with you boys? No. Not really. Me and Sean watched... Uh, Critters binge, whatever. The yeah, Critters and fucking new terrible thing that thing is. A movie so, that tried to redeem itself so many times yeah. and then just fucking shit the bed. Yeah, and for anybody out there that doesn't know what Critters is, um, it is a wait. No, it's more than a trilogy. So it's like there's yeah, quad, four movies. Quadrilogy. Yeah, there's a uh, four movies in the series, and it's about these aliens called the Krites, and they come to Earth, and there's bounty hunter trying to kill them, and they eat people and they can't stop eating. Blah blah blah. blah. That's it. Yeah. Like, oh, like every movie is uh, like little uh, cannibalistic porcupine yeah. aliens. And Critters Three, which is my which is my favorite. It has is Leonardo DiCaprio's first movie. But this isn't the movie podcast. But it's an alien <laughs> fucking movie. So we watched it. They're like like uh, what, eight episodes, nine episodes, whatever. They're like nine yeah, minutes, eight, ten minutes, eleven minutes, eight, ten minute episodes. It literally is like a web a web show like. Yeah, web series. Very low budget, but kind of high budget with some of the fucking effects they were doing. Man, but, it was just a deal where, like, you could tell they blew the budget about five minutes into every episode. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or they saved it for the last two minutes. Yep, yep. And then uh, the story is just, just batshit crazy. Ugh, like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's not that great. It's not. It's nothing great. But there yeah. is some redeeming quality. Sci-Fi's yeah. coming out with an actual movie. Made yeah, for sci-fi. fifth movie, uh-huh. Yeah. And is sci- it at least, like, cheesy B-movie status? Oh, like God. It, <laughs> like, the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, uh-huh. it's. I mean, there was some... Like, it was weird. It's like a roller coaster. Like, we were sitting yeah. there, we were like... He's like, oh, this is, this is actually kind of good. And he's like, 
this is so bad. It's actually kind of good. Like it was <laughs> up and down yeah. the whole time. Yep. And by the end of it, we're like, oh, thank God that's done. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, the Krites is always a story of like the Krites come to Earth. They try to eat everybody. The bounty hunters come and try to kill them all. Shit gets blown up. People get devoured. There's bloody skeletons. And they did all that stuff, but then they just decided to, I don't know, like, I think they all just got incredibly stoned out of their minds and then fill, uh, you know, filmed this really weird plot twist that just fucking didn't deserve to be in that movie. Yeah. Hmm. Take away this one little plot twist, it was actually solid for what it was, for a little web right. series. And then, I'm not trying to, like, I'm just trying to keep the ball rolling. Uh, no, <laughs> other than that, current events, last week I went with... Um, uh, our good, my good friend Brady and his wife Brandy and all their kids yeah. up to Worlds of Fun. It was amazing. Where all the roller coasters took some really funny pictures. You can see them on my Facebook. Um, it was it was a great time. Very much well needed. Um, and the next, the first news article, or maybe the first second news article, uh, kind of relates to when I was up there. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Other than that, I mean, nothing, nothing new with me. Oh yeah, presto! Everything's the usual for you, huh? Yeah, I mean, I can't complain. I got a new, uh, I got a pipe cabinet with uh, like a hundred pipes for uh, my uh, <laughs> yeah for my uh, my 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 smoking hobby, and yeah, uh, so that's t- pretty. Now cool. you got to clarify for some folks: this is tobacco. Yeah, not that, uh, not the wacky, wacky tobacco. tobacco. <laughs> yeah, the regular <laughs> tobacco. You're right. Just old lame tobacco. Yeah, that is a cool cabinet though. That thing that is, is a really cool pretty rad, dude. Yeah, uh, I'll send a picture of that uh, to the Instagram because that's a pretty cool little deal. Yeah, he needs to yeah. put a he needs to get a little uh, Sherlock <laughs> Sherlock Holmes hats now. Sherlock Holmes hat now. Oh yeah, you do solve some mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> well, also this weekend, Presto, you and I hit up the bearded monkeys. Uh, beard and mustache competition here in Wichita, and that was a pretty did, solid yeah. time. Yeah, we had a good time with that. Uh, they haven't put out how much money they've <laughs> raised yet, but uh, Josh and Omar, if you guys are listening, you did a real bang-up job. That was a pretty fantastic event, uh, especially to have here in Wichita, so we are wicked proud and very uh, thankful to be a part of that. Uh, well, we need to maybe repost that video, but as you go up there to compete, Preston, you didn't compete. Um, I was the only one of us that did. But as you go up there, there's so many like chapters of these uh, facial hair groups, for lack of better words. You know, the Bearded Monkeys, Bearded Villains, Omaha Facial Hair Society, all those. And so when you get up there, the MC of the night, I got a picture with him, does a really great cosplay of uh, Captain Spaulding. Yeah, his name's Captain. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's a real good dude. He did a great job emceeing the event. But each each contestant gets up there, and they're like, you know, you tell them a little bit about yourself, your name, maybe how long you're growing your your facial hair, and then you know maybe what group you represent and penis size, of course. Yeah, yeah. And I get Stand up there, and he's like, "All right, next up we have Sean Swope, and uh, blah 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 blah. And uh, who do you represent?" <laughs> and I turn around, or no, first I was like, uh, "The Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, or whatever." And he's just like. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. It's a good video. And luckily, in the back of my uh, my vest had our logo on the back of it, so that was pretty fun. But yeah, we had a good time. Um, got to hang out with Farley and Lana and Izzy, and uh, peddle some of our art to people. Um, hopefully, we raised a pretty decent shilling or yeah. two for the uh, event as well. But and I fucked up because there's only one guy who registered in the whaler 
category. So yeah, I dude. feel like I could have won something had yeah. I just shaved my mustache off and threw down a 20. So <laughs> Right. Well, and I mean, like, I, I kind of did too because that afternoon I thought, you know, just do something wacky. Leave work half an hour early, go home, grab Shayla's flat iron, and just do something. And uh, no, I didn't. And they only had one guy in the freestyle, and he took, you know, took gold, of course. But yeah. those trophies were badass, dude. They were. Uh, see what the trophies look like. Yeah, we'll add a picture of those as well. They are. Uh, <laughs> it was a horror themed evening, and so first, second, third place were uh, gold, silver, and bronze Jason Voorhees masks. Wow. Yeah. Oh, is the, that what that guy was wearing? No. Here's what's funny. No. So I. Uh, I drew that picture of a bearded Jason and a bearded Pennywise and donated those so they could raffle them off. And uh, randomly, this dude shows up, and he's dressed up like a bearded Jason Voorhees. So, no, he was just a random guy this cosplaying for the event because that's the other great part about those things is you can dress up and not look like a goober. But, yeah, so I walked up behind him um, right before we got on stage, and I'm like, hey, uh, last night I drew you like one of my French girls. <laughs> and he turned around and he's like what the fuck and I was like no check it out and so I showed him on my phone the picture I drew and he's just like what the fuck that's amazing so got to take a picture of him uh, holding my, my drawings so that was pretty badass but awesome yeah it was a good time well let's get right into it guys and not waste any time except for the time it takes me to fucking close this LA Times ad no I'm not interested <laughs> damn it so first up in the news, guys, um, I don't know if you heard about this, but there were some strange sightings in the Utah desert this weekend near Hankersville, Utah. A group of astronauts were sighted trudging their way through the desert. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Like like in full gear? Yeah. So wow. out in Utah, there is a group, and let me find the name of them here. There's a group that is called the Mars Desert Research Station. And what they are is a group of people known as the Mars Society, about 10,000 people. And they have a whole, like, colony set up out there in the desert. Because apparently the desert, like the terrain and the atmosphere, well, not the atmosphere, you know, but the atmosphere, for lack of better, is pretty close to that of what they assume Mars to be like, you know, dry and arid. So this group of people go out there like a big giant space camp. And they put on the full gear, the helmets. They they basically do all the shit, all the protocol, and go out and practice gathering soil samples and traversing rocks and stuff like that. And it's it's a really badass group of engineers, physicians, geologists, astronomers, all these people come out to test out ideas of what it's going to be like living on Mars. So I'll mm. post a pic, but yeah, basically the entire thing is set up to where it's not pressurized, but they pretty much pretend that it is. You don't go outside unless you have your gear on. They take it all pretty serious, you know, like put your gear on, um, decontaminate, you know, when you go out and then when you come back in and all that kind of shit. And it appears to be, I mean, what they say, like 500 people there this weekend. But I think that's really fucking cool. I mean, they have like little pods and little tunnels set up, like the housing that, you know, is going to be on there. Fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's badass, dude. Um, yeah, everything else on here, it just says that, um, they're all kind of gearing up because supposedly by, what was it, 2033, 2035, 2033, NASA says we should be having humans on Mars and the promise of 
um, commercial space travel on top of that. So they're just trying to kind of get a heads up and a head start on this kind of thing. And that's the part where nobody comments. So we move on. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know how much you're going to edit. So I'm, I'm trying not to cough and yeah. it's, Fucking really hard. No, so you're sorry fine. if there's coughs, guys. It's allergy season. You can mute if you need to mute. You can. What about if the, anybody hears the a weird click, like, click. Dum, oh, okay. Dum, okay, then that's just Stephen, you know, checking out so he can cough up a lung. True that. But anywho'sal. So from Earthlings pretending to be on Mars comes another strange report from Kansas City, Missouri, of Ooh. something else otherworldly buzzing around our planet. And uh, hats off to Matt, our man, our international man on the street. Yeah. Uh, hit us up with this story because he was in town uh, in Kansas City just this weekend. But apparently uh, people all over Kansas City, Missouri, were reporting strange objects floating in the sky uh, of the evening of July 20th or 21st. But apparently there were two strange... It was when luminous... I was there. What, what, what's that while Matt was... was there? No, when I was there. Oh, that's how it ties in. Yeah, them were the days we were there. We didn't oh. see anything because we learned about it the next day. We we're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, people saw two strange luminous objects in the sky over Kansas City, Missouri, that were somewhat, you know, appearing to be uh, intelligently controlled while they were flying through the sky, and people thought it was UFOs, otherworldly intelligences, but instead, it was just another project being put on by DARPA. The defense advanced, uh, the defense, the defense advanced research project agency, and they were testing um, some balloons that would intelligently use wind currents to steer, to stay aloft almost permanently. So these things are called the adaptable lighter than air balloon projects, and apparently they fly at around seventy five thousand feet up in the air. So. Why don't you get on the local news and say something before well, you do this? Like just like a little a little tip. Hey, doing some doing some experiments in the sky, you might see mm-hmm. some weird shit. Like I've well, never I mean, understood as, that. As science skyrockets forward and we really try to, you know, make huge leaps and advancements, if you came on the news as DARPA and you're like, by the way, guys, in Kansas City, Missouri, we're gonna try out these really cool balloons, you're gonna have all sorts of numbskulls, you know, messing with it and trying to interact with it. So True. I think that uh, you be- you basically you it's better to ask for forgiveness than you know permission. Well, them so. fuckers are giving us false hope for trying to see you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fuck you, DARPA. <laughs> right. So DARPA hasn't confirmed um, on their own account that they have done it, but people know that's what's going on. And apparently, Gizmodo had received an email talking about it, saying that's what it was. But this Ooh, is really cool. Gizmodo. They pulled out the they pulled out the stops. <laughs> right. Dark was like, all right. Notch above BuzzFeed, didn't it? Yeah, they're they're like, all right, guys. Send Gizmodo an email. Throw him a bone. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, well, these these balloons are pretty badass because they use AI and um, built-in sensors to basically keep track of wind gusts and drafts. And so, mm-hmm. as the drafts change, they can redirect themselves. And like I said earlier, pretty much stay afloat as long as they need to. So it might be another really great way for, you know, the weather to keep track of different currents, different uh, changes in the atmosphere, and or, you know, world dominance, who knows. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, dude, if you're talking to people like my dad who believe the government controls the weather, he would see that as basically like drones to control weather spots. 
right that type of thing i could see that shit happen <laughs> i mean like, that's what some other people mentioned on other websites is yeah. it's further proof that we can actually uh, control the weather yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. again i don't know that's weird Okay, let me knock out one more Preston, and then we'll get you in here. So that's not the only... (laughs) That is not the only strange police report that happened over the weekend. In Windsor, Connecticut, police were called for a wellness check after a tenant in an apartment's neighbor reported not seeing her neighbor for a couple days. So being concerned, they did the right thing, called up the police, and... uh, you know, they went knocking on the door to figure out what's going on. So when the police get to the building, they discover that the bottom of the building is a Thai corner restaurant, Siam Corner Thai Kitchen. And so as the police were walking, you know, to go inside the apartment area, one of the employees at the restaurant pulled one of the officers aside and said, hey, when you get done with that, pop in here and take a look too because there's something strange dripping down the side of the wall behind our front counter. And there's a really strange smell somewhere in the building. So, you know, we don't know what's going on, but it's really, really gross. And we're fearing the worst. So like everybody now just imagined, the policeman says, I went upstairs. Sorry. I went into the restaurant and discovered a reddish brown substance dripping from the ceiling located behind the front counter of the restaurant. It appeared the dripping substance could have been blood. So, of course, the officer, his name is Officer Wilder, he went upstairs, made his way into the apartment, and found a dead body on the floor that was in the middle of decomposition. Uh Uh-huh. He said it's really bad. The tenant had been deceased for several days, apparently, and his body had begun the stages of decomposition. So, just as we thought, that substance dripping down the walls was blazing entrails. Hmm. That's, some, that's some fucking uh, Breaking Bad shit. Yeah, it is, dude. Got the wrong tubs, Jesse. <laughs> Gross. I had heard another story. I've probably told it on the podcast before. Dude, you forgot about the fucking tweet, dude. Or the Facebook post. The Sam Corner Thai Kitchen, or Kitchen Windsor. They put a, they put a Facebook post. We closed for renovation. Sorry for any inconvenience. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Right? When it says they close, but not necessarily because of the leaky decomposing body, but instead the ceiling wasn't up to code and they had to close to fix it. Bullshit. You're trying to get that stank out of that restaurant. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) They had to have a biohazard company come in, clean up the body, decontaminate the area. Probably. Yeah, so. I mean, you think about, I mean, it's a food place, so you got to think like, if you went septic or whatever, like shit got uh-huh. really nasty, then you, you know, you can't have that stuff just being around. That can get people really sick. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking the built The roof wasn't up to code. Yep. Uh, the roof needs to be replaced. <laughs> yeah. It's because the got dude's guts and a dude's penis strapped up it. in the fucking, strapped up in the fucking ceiling. Right. <laughs> and that's a good segue. Uh, that is right what's interesting about this episode guys is you get a chance to really see how the sausage is made (laughs) and speaking of sausage Preston why don't you go ahead with your story FBI seizes over 3,000 penises during raid at morgue employees home that's right (laughs) folks FBI agents made an astonishing discovery this morning while executing a search warrant 
at the residence of a Houston mortician, which included 3,178 embalmed human penises. So hold on. What was, I wonder what, I wonder what the, the search warrant was for. Like, like, did they know, like, I want to know what that search warrant was for. Like what evidence did they have to be able to be like, yo, we need to get a search warrant here. You know what I'm saying? He was suspected of organ trafficking. Oh. And uh, that's that's uh, <laughs> just the penises were missing. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah, this dude's selling these fucking penises to somebody. Nah, the dude just wants them in a vase. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's got to be a crazy. pun there somewhere, and I'm just not figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so I mean, like, how many funerals have you gone to for a loved one? And like, you're mourning <laughs> over the open casket, and then you also decide, like, oh, hang on, real quick, let me just reach down there and grab grandpa's dick real quick. All right, cool, yeah. we're good, guys. All right. Hey, Uncle Dave, we ain't got a penis, y'all. Right. I mean, how? who was the one who discovered that? Like, hold on. Hang on a second. Yeah, Father, stop the sermon. Where's my uncle's dick? Yeah. I mean, Uncle <laughs> Dave was pretty much packing in life. Uh, there should yeah. be a bulge there. I don't see nothing. Something's right. Up. His nickname was Firehose, and uh, he's definitely missing something. <laughs> he's now a sprinkler. Oh. Aww. 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 We're a well, FBI now. spokesman Randy Ramirez <laughs> said that they found something odd when they got to the scene. There were shelves everywhere filled with hundreds of glass jars. Each of them contained a floating penis in formulin. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, David Murray, the suspect, explained in great detail how he'd been cutting off dead men's genital organs and collecting them for more than 10 years. Jesus, he now faces up to 53 criminal charges, and the charges could reach over a 3,000 count, close to the amounts of penises he once held uh, when he attends trial in October. So, yeah, because that would be, what, desecration of a body? Because they're obviously already dead. Right. Yeah. And uh, something sexual in there, too, and necrophilia. And also, I figured out the joke, guys. This man collects penises like they're Pokemon. And that gives a whole new meaning to Pokemon. Oh my god. That was wow. really far for that one. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it was it was in my head, but I got distracted because I also have a floating dead squid in a jar on my desk. But nice. See folks, normally that joke would have been cut out. It could be a penis, but check this out. Uh so He had to catch him a picture. All. Yeah. Sorry, I'll stop. Uh the FBI seizes over two thousand penises during raided Morgan employees home. And Preston showed us the picture of this guy. Okay. Uh, oh, so he was just he wasn't he was just a morgue morgue employee. Okay, I thought you meant like a mortician, like someone that's prepping the funerals and shit. Okay. So this no, it looks up. like somebody hit uh, Uncle Joey off a full house <laughs> with a baseball bat, and then he never yeah. cut his hair after that. It's like uh, you know, like Uncle Joey twisted sister had a love baby, and that's yeah. it. A little bit of Nick Nolte in there too. <laughs> oh god yeah got that that wonky eye dude he's got some force whitaker going on but <laughs> no. that's just crazy that's just crazy man like i don't know i've never seen nobody like that working in a morgue morgue people are usually like pretty like i don't know everyone i've ever seen um about a hospital <clears throat> of course i've always seen two they've been like really like um just like really well kept well kept dudes yeah, sharp this guy. Off. This guy looks like this, this guy looks like a fucking ex wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's true, doesn't it? He's a reject Paul Bear that tried <laughs> yeah. out for Undertaker's assistant. 
It's ridiculous. I think I'd do a pretty good job. <clears throat> oh, well. Old sling dick. So let's keep it going while we talk about more dead things, but bring it back to the scientific community. Well, if lscience.com takes forever and a day to load up. Scientists have recently made an incredible first world discovery, or world first discovery. Oh, yeah, world first discovery, the first of its kind, folks. In North Siberia, the head of an Ice Age wolf has been discovered. The severed head of an incredibly preserved... Ribbit, ribbit. The severed head is incredibly preserved thanks to Siberia's permafrost and still has fur, fangs, and even its brain. The head had been discovered in 2018 by Abayiski. Nope, that's wrong too. It was discovered in 2018 in the Abayiski district in northern Yakutia by a man named Pavel Efimov. So this dude is out hunting and just found a random ass, perfectly preserved, decapitated wolf head. That's insane. Yeah. Thanks and they huge. Don't, it's it's really big, and they don't know why it was actually cut off because it says uh, it's been dated back to about forty thousand years ago by Japanese scientists, but they said that uh, humans didn't actually start trophy hunting in Russia until mm-hmm. about thirty two uh, thirty two thirty two thousand five hundred years ago. Words are hard. Yeah, I have a I have a, a scientific explanation for this, and it's just because as the Here glaciers uh, move <laughs> forward and recede backwards, as the uh, you know the weather changes, they fall that, off and cut off heads of animals. That, yeah, it just ripped off uh, the the wolf's body, and uh, that's why we have the head. So, like, you're talking about an avalanche just fell down, and like the ice just grabbed him and ripped his head off. Like, I'm. No, no, no. Or, or he so was he was fro- he was frozen, right yeah, in the in part. the glacier, uh-huh. and as that glacier was moving forward, as the 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 earth got colder, right, because we're on uh-huh. a we're on a uh, procession of like twenty five thousand year cycle when the earth you know tilts away from the sun and gets colder, and as it moves closer to the sun, it gets warmer, mm-hmm. and so as it was getting closer, and the, and the glacial that it was buried in was you know receding that uh, something happened and uh, the ice broke apart and uh, the wolf's head was one place and the body was somewhere else. Oh, wow. You know, we give you a lot of shit, you know, senior Yeah, I was, here, I was, I was just saying, really I was like, great. Jesus, this motherfucker makes of everything. <laughs> yep. I Two out of three it. of us really aren't scientists, but one of us <laughs> kind of is. Preston's summer reading list starts off at, you know, severed stolen penises, but boy, <laughs> it goes all the way up to fucking permafrost and climate change. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I love you. <laughs> well, speaking of other big-headed things... This had a major. <laughs> but you forgot mis- about you forgot about the possibility of what this story really means is the fact that the brains are so well preserved uh-huh. that we can actually clone this fucking Siberian direwolf and have these things back in the wild. Wow. Well, I'm going to push my glasses up here real quick and tell you scientists have said this is not a direwolf. It is a Eurasian gray wolf. Yeah, whatever. We can bring it back to life. Okay. <laughs> the head measured at over 40 centimeters. That is 16 inches long. That's 25% bigger than a modern day gray wolf, uh, who's normally about 11 inches long. So it's, it's incredible. 
but they did say that this is a unique discovery, first ever remains of a fully grown, uh, that's a $10 word, Preston. <laughs> that's another word. Yeah. Fuck it up. Come on. Pleistocene wolf and its tissue completely preserved. They actually says they uh, they says they said that the DNA is frozen completely. The brain is intact and there may actually be liquid blood that they can extract from it. But of course, like every scientist says, they made it clear they have no intentions of cloning it or trying to bring back to life this extinct species. Bullshit. They're going to Jurassic yeah. Park that shit. Get the fuck out of here. That normally means they've already done that. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no way we're going to do this. Bitch, we had that thing done two weeks ago. You think you just get this article now? Yeah. We found that, we found that head four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yep, pretty much. That's how that goes, but. Well, it's really sad that they couldn't find any other bot any other. It's really sad they couldn't find any other body parts from this prehistoric wolf because there's plenty of awesome trends going on right now. One, especially in the world of taxidermy, that I think would have been great to end our episode with. Taxidermists are making some seriously eye-turning deer butts into Asquatches. Oh my god. <laughs> and I'm going to give you the long and short of this because there's a lot of words in here I don't want to read through. Basically, when you guys, when you get a trophy of a deer or a bear or whatever. You cut its head off, you get it stuffed and mounted, and you walk away with this, you know, 39-point buck, and you're just like, hey, check it out, Terry. I just killed a 39-point buck. Biggest damn buck I've ever done seen. That's almost as offensive as Preston's impressions. Um, That's a pretty good southern accent. <laughs> God damn it, Terry, you did a pretty good job of getting that damn deer there. You know what I'm saying? Steven, you give us your impression real quick. Um... <laughs> oh, right. There you go, folks. I married my cousin. There you go. <laughs> so you walk away with your trophy and you hang it up in your man cave or your she shed or whatever you do with it. And then the guy who did the taxidermy is like, man, I got a pile of asses over here. I've got deer asses, bear asses, possum asses. There's just this giant stockpile of animal asses <laughs> and they ain't got nothing to do with them. So what they've started doing and these are incredible. I cannot wait for people to see these. They started making Asquatches. They're the so weirdest fucking looking things. They really are. They basically... <laughs> I looked at the picture this one and the tongue sticking out. And yeah. knowing that it's a butthole is even better because it's got a tongue sticking out of it. What they do is take like a deer's ass, for instance. They turn it upside down and then they, you know, take their little tools and they carve in eye sockets and they put fake eyes in there. They expand the butthole of the dead deer into a mouth. They <laughs> they sculpt lips out of putty and they have like little goatees <laughs> that are grilled. Yeah, they have goatees that are the deer's tails. So funny. Yeah, there's one here that's probably the ass of a skunk. It looks like some kind of weird monkey's face. All right, I've changed. I've changed my idea. We talked about this in the show too. Like when your your time is passed, how do you want your remains uh, scattered or put into a record? Like Smothered I want, or I've changed. I've changed my thing. I want my anus to be taxidermied, or that's the word for it, and just put like a fucking it. <laughs> make make my asshole it. Pennywise. <laughs> that's what uh, I want. We all floating here, Georgie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it'd be so fucking funny. Oh, it says here, like so many other monumental achievements, this started off with an overabundance of butts. 
Taxidermists, as a rule, hate to see spare parts of animals go to waste. The front halves of a deer are always in high demand, but the junk in the trunk would routinely go to the dump if it wasn't a creative outlet. I don't know what visionary taxidermist invented the swamp booger. Probably like the creator of the first jackalope. They'll be nameless, but often imitated. So that's what they first did, is they said, that's a swamp booger whenever they did the taxidermy on the first one of these Asquatches. But it says, making deer butts into monkeys or aliens or Sasquatches isn't new. It's apparently been around for some time. Half a century at the most. The one thing he's seen, he says it's the best, was created from a possum's butt or possum's rump with the tail stretched out kind of like a Pinocchio nose. (laughs) That's crazy. Uh, And then it finishes off the article by saying, like an ass-obsessed Victor Frankenstein, you essentially take a deer rump, flip it upside down, and make a monster out of it. Reverse (laughs) it. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Oh, God, that's fantastic. I want some of these. These are just beautiful. Awesome. Yeah, it says, yes, the butthole mouth is the hardest part because you have to form lips out of putty and then cut the butthole to fit the lips you formed and then add the teeth. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, we but this is kind of everybody sim- out on this yeah, show, right? Yup. Now, whenever they see a deer run in front of the car, they're gonna look right at his butthole for teeth. Oh my right. god! Yeah, but I mean, so like that's that same idea came. You know, that that same idea is similar to when they made the jackalopes and other stuff, um, including the Fiji mermaid that you would see all over, like Ripley's Believe It or Not, and stuff like that. See, Preston, that's when you say, speaking of mermaids, I got a story about mermaids. Oh, shit. I do have a story about mermaids. Well, let's hear that. All right. In the Philippines, mermaid enthusiasts accidentally harpooned to death by local fishermen. That's right. An American tourist has met an untimely death in the Philippines after being accidentally killed by local fishermen, reports the Millennia Catholic Press this week. Andrew Stevens, 28, was accidentally harpooned to death multiple times by local fishermen who allegedly mistook Stevens for some type of large fish. Stevens, at the time, was wearing a colorful mermaid tail, which could explain the confusion, believe authorities. The victim died after receiving 127 stab wounds from the harpoons and was found with a large hook struck across his left cheek. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what the Manelia Manella pol- uh, people sound like, but it, uh, it, the fisherman reported saying, we find very weird that fish has arms and hair and talks English, but it happening so fast. <laughs> so pretty bad broken English there. Anyways, the victim's body was dragged upon the boat that the fisherman apparently realized to the horror what had just happened. We have a long Long day of fishing with no fish that day. So we very happy when we catch him. <laughs> Maybe we too excited. The San Francisco mermaid and merman community will commemorate Andrew Stevens' death by an official gathering next week in the San Francisco Bay Area. That's crazy, man. Huh. So that's dude kind of looks like Drake, if that's his picture. <laughs> I just want to go on the limb and say, Preston, thank you for not using an Asian accent when you... <laughs> Told those quotes because it's just we're not editing that. I thought about it. I thought about it. (laughs) Oh man, that would have been really. And I'm sorry if I offended anybody with the date, uh, marrying the cousin southern people. 
Mm. Not all Southern people are like that. That was a, That's probably true. a tasteless joke on my part, but. That's what we call the Kentucky fucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my God. That Holy was shit. There it goes. There it goes, folks. <laughs> and speaking of there it goes, there it went. I think that's all we have for this episode. Yep. <laughs> like I said, short, sweet, and sloppy. But there you go. That's just a little bit of what's been going on in the world around you. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. So, uh, yeah. All right, guys. Let's plug some stuff and get on up out of here. Cool. Check out our Facebook, Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, uh, Twitter, PXL Paranormal, same as the Instagram. Get us on there. That's where it's, that's where it's usually popping at is on Instagram. Oh, it's popping. And popping all the time. And, uh, yeah, check that shit out. Oh, yeah. And speaking of popping, we just hit our 19th 5 out of 5 rating on iTunes. Whoopity whoop whoop. Did they leave any, like, Comments? No, no comments, but uh, still, five out of five, that ain't bad. That's awesome. But, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. give us mm-hmm. a shout out, guys. If you're on iTunes, give us a rating and give us a review, and we will read it on the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all the incentive you have, but it's still incentive nonetheless. Cool. All right, check out our friends over in Colorado, Fear and Fame. Check out Mark's solo cast, Pixelated Sausage. Check out his YouTube account, Pixelated. Nope, nope. Attack the Backlog, actually, is what it's called. Preston, what's my favorite race car podcast? Sports Cars Unleashed. That's the one. Give it a listen if you like cars that go fast. Boom. Broom, broom. Listen, and if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow a beard that will not get you mistaken for a merman, check out (laughs) BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code pxl P-A-R-A for 20% off your order and use that savings to get yourself hooked up with mint, bay rum, sweet tobacco, fresh, citrus, classic, Dundee cedar. You can get bombs, you can get oil, you can get a beard comb, you can get it all and you can make yourself look fabulous. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. When I was at the uh, beard comp and walking past the judges... I think three out of five of them each asked me, what are you using your beard? It's so soft and it's really well-groomed. And I was just like, yeah, it's actually a Big Dom's Beard Bomb from up in Omaha. And one of the judges leaned back in his chair and he's like, hell yeah. I know Alan. He's a hell of a dude and he makes some pretty kick-ass stuff. And I gave the guy a wink. And then he asked me if he could touch my beard. And I told him, yes, but only tips, no palms. <laughs> oh my god your palms are sweaty oh, knees weak arms are heavy <laughs> vomiting fucking Sean's beard already alright well we're not a rap podcast <laughs> alright guys we hope you like it like I said a little sloppy a little, a little gooey there but uh, you enjoy it you get to see some of the stuff that gets cut out yeah, it's, it's the sloppy too, seconds from it's episode getting, 100 it's getting too hot for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> not nearly as much as usual there's a lot of stuff that ends up on the cutting room floor but uh, oh, this yeah. one not too shabby but oh. all right cool guys catch you guys next time we have a pretty cool listener story from up in omaha Ooh. all right thank you so much for listening stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway the cast that pixelated paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. 
Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.